So they got them in the room and they're like, we don't want what you're measuring anymore. And so we want, we want, and they told them straight up and like, we want you here because we want you to listen to us carefully about what we do want. So you can create the systems that we're going to use. Welcome to the Free Accident Podcast. It's time once again for us to have a chit chat. No, it's chitty chat, chit chat. No, I think it's chit chat. It's chitty chitty bang bang chit chat. Okay, we got that straightened out. So um, I'm glad you're here, and I hope everything's going grand as grand can be. The year is screaming along like they do. I don't know if you notice this, but it seems like the the tempo at which life moves has dramatically increased. And goodness me, could there be more going on in the world? What? Uh, the, so the whole thing about may you live in interesting times, which is just a slap in the face with a big tuna fish, bam, right? Um, it, just, it just gets more interesting. Everything gets more interesting. It's, it's, it's unbelievable to me. And almost kind of, I don't know, is it depressing? Is it frightening? Is it scary? I don't know. There's just so much going on, and you just gotta you gotta just keep a positive approach, and know that what we do every day is for the greater good. Maybe who knows? But that's part of it. I don't want to get too far in this conversation because I'm really excited about the pod today. Um, you know, some pods are are more exciting than others. This one's pretty exciting because we get to talk to our buddy Doctor Matt Hallowell. So University of Colorado, um, he's uh, in the construction engineering management uh, part of CU, and he's just so much fun. It's, he's just fun to talk to. We had a great conversation. And you, you know, if you didn't see, he put an article out, or he was part of a team that published a paper uh, on the statistical invalidity, invital, inv, invalid, invalidity, invalidity. Um, he, he, he put a paper out that talks about how TRIR as a measure of safety performance is invalid. That is not what the paper is called, but I can't seem to say the word. So we'll just kind of change the name. And, uh, it came out a, a couple of years ago. It's been out a while, but it's caught some recent attention and the attention it's caught is like company leaders and the discussions changing so much. And metrics are such a big deal. In fact, uh, the whole tension between measuring and monitoring is kind of a big deal. Well, I think we're going to talk more about that. I've, I've sort of built that into the pod. But nonetheless, I wanted to just check back in with Matt and see how things are going because there's some industry movement around this. In fact, um, you're starting to see SMS, the safety management systems, uh, actually they're starting to really tackle this idea that the classic metrics we've used are not helpful and everybody kind of knows it. It's like the, it's like the big thing we don't talk about. Um, uh, the elephant in the room, uh, if there were an elephant in the room that we didn't talk about, that, that's kind of what this is about. And so that conversation is a big part of what today's about. So that's what we're going to do is in a moment, I'll just, uh, let you listen in. I mean, it's just the three of us, Dr. Matt, myself, and you. And we'll just kind of chat about this idea of TRIR, uh, the 
reportability numbers, the lagging metrics we use, and, and what they mean for us. So that's it. Thanks for listening to the pod. Tell your friends. Smash that like button. Um, oh, I should tell you because I'm supposed to tell you the book that Sidney Decker and I uh, crafted. So do safety differently. The audio version of that is available on Audible. So I'm supposed to, they told me that I needed to make sure I said that to you. So I got it said. It's out there. Good luck. Um, we read it ourselves. So it's it was kind of like a craft project. You'll see. You'll get that. And there's a bonus chapter in it. So you'll get to see that as well. So without any further ado, sit back and relax. This is uh, Matt and I chatting about the world as we know it. Here we go. And they were all about it, actually. They were like, uh, instead of being resistant of like, we want to measure recordable injury rate and then quartile you like they normally do. They were like, yeah, the future is moving away from this. So we want to be on the front end. So they were actually in the room and being constructive, which I was skeptical of when I saw the. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So it's cool. It's different for me. Usually that's it's one group in the room complaining about the other groups instead of all three groups in the room together complaining about the world and trying to fix it. Are they, are they coming up with any answers? I mean, what's the answer? That's, that's a hard question. Sorry. No, I think actually the, the, the purpose of yesterday's meeting was to introduce each other and kind of learn who was on the team to kind of build some social capital. But the, uh, the meeting was all about what are the questions, not about what are the answers. Oh, that's so, so good. really wanted to lay out who, well, who, what everybody's questions were and then set kind of a charter of, you know, there's there, there's traditional things that people love and hate about leading indicators and all these other things that have kind of come and gone and come back and all of that. And so they're trying to digest it and find out what they want to learn. Is the world getting ready to give up like reportable cases? I mean, how does it feel to be the prettiest girl to dance now? That 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 would be the question I'd ask you. <laughs> That's really funny. Thanks. Um, thanks. I'm in town all week. I don't think. I don't. I. I it, the question is who really wants it anymore? I think people people need it because they don't have something else still, right? And 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 I I honestly I think a lot of it is that they uh, people know that all these other metrics are so gameable at the moment. Well, yeah. So, TRI is the one where I mean the law says you must do it. So it, although there is a game to TRI, are there plenty of them that I've heard of over the years? It's less of one than a metric where I can just pencil whip something and say I did a lot of stuff and get a good score. So I think under they people don't say it explicitly, but they I think that's a, a main reason why TRI are gonna stick around for a little bit till there's some standards or some accountability or independent validation kind of techniques. Well it's it's measure. fear of anarchy, right? It's fear that the system if we don't measure it the system's completely out of control. Even though I mean I break it to you guys gently as I possibly can the crap you're measuring is not offering you any control, but it's interesting to me. I, I'm really fixated by the way you the way you said we don't want what you measure anymore. That's a yeah. That's a really profound way to say it. I mean, that's like that's that feels like the divorce is final. <laughs> well, I think the the thing is is that they're ready. To, they're ready to move on. They know that it's not statistically viable plus all of its philosophical and trr's philosophical limitations they want something else but they need the systems to align with that right because because i think the biggest thing we battle is is easy meaning 
you know, TRI is easy. It's in the systems that exist. And so they need the systems like the ISNs and other reporting systems to, to make it easy to measure other stuff. But we don't know what to tell them to measure yet, do we? I mean, that's the, that's the question that's on the table. Exactly. So we're saying, all right, well, what does that look like? What should the balanced, you know, and it's probably not just another different metric. It's probably a suite of measurements and monitoring variables and other things that tell the full story. What's your gut telling you? What, what do you think it'll be? Cause I'm, you know, we talk, I'm a hundred percent convinced about, it's not another metric, but I could be wrong. I'm no, a social I, so scientist. I, 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 so I, we chatted about it a little bit, I think in the last, in the last time we, we, we talked when we were in Houston, but I think it's in observation systems, visiting sites, seeing what's going on, you know, assessing hazards and, and their presence of controls, um, you know, if, if we're going to move to something, and you're still measuring something. So monitoring is just measuring it over, you know, short periods of time and monitoring that, the trends in that metric and what the intelligence is that comes from it. Well, no, you're freaking, you will freak people out if you tell them there's a difference between measuring and monitoring. You know that, right? <laughs> yeah. I, well, I mean, we actually had that discussion yesterday and I, I, tr I tried to put it as, as eloquently as possible, but what people do is they really want to take long periods of time and distill the experience over that time to one number. Right. That's, that's measurement, right? Monitoring is I can go and visit a site anytime I want and get a measurement, right? Or I can, I can actually yeah. measure what's going on in that moment and then trend that over time. That's monitoring. Once so you like quality, people who do quality work, they do a great job of that. Right. And right? once you discern the difference, people, they tend to understand it almost immediately. It's just the whole time they thought it's the same thing. But to me, it would be really helpful as you go into this new discussion to never say the word observation again. It's just to rip your tongue out. No, that it's would be loaded, too. That's too loaded aggressive. Common. Right. It's a loaded term. Because really what we want to do is validate and verify, right? Or monitors. Actually, monitors really the nicest. Um, I don't know if nice is the best <laughs> way to say The sweetest term for that. Sweet as in, as in how a snowboarder would use the word sweet, not how your grandmother would use the sweet. word sweet. Like yes. my undergrads would use the That's word right. sweet. That's right. Sweet. <laughs> sweet. You know, I, I will tell you the only reason I use the word observation. Never. never Stop it. Stop that word. And, and, and I'll, tell you, I'll tell you why. Is that people will ask, how do I do this? And who does it? Right? And so the thing that it aligns with, I think one of the biggest mistakes is when we try to create something and say, hey, change your whole systems and do change everything that you're doing right now to do something different. And right. They're already doing observation. They have safety folks going out to the site, talking to people, looking at stuff. And they call them safety observations, right? Those site visits. Right. And I think that's where they can do the monitoring. But they're, but they're right? focused on people. I mean, the, the problem with observation has been it's been sort of co-opted to be sort of an elaborate term for creating obedience and enforcement. And often it's peer-to-peer -peer obedience and enforcement, which is kind of the creepiest kind. I mean, yeah. right? But I think, I, I mean, I, it's hard to disagree with you. What I want them to do, so first of all, I 100% agree that we have to attach the new idea to the old idea for a lot of reasons. But the two big ones that you brought up are, one is sunk cost. You know, they've, they've already got a relatively high investment, both actually and emotionally and resource-wise. And two is, is 
there's just there's genuine fear of the new. I mean, it's it's fear of loss of control, right? So the we've got to attach the the old to the new, or the new to the old is probably a better way to say it. But it's really it's it's I think it's incredibly interesting to think that generally speaking, our metrics are really bound by kind of an old archaic definition of safety. Yeah. And so I wonder how significant it is in meetings that we go to to help them understand that safety is not about avoiding things going wrong. It's about ensuring things go well. Right. I, I'll tell you, I, I just had this conversation with somebody, you know, there's, there's the, you're, you're talking the, to other people now. Uh, I tried to the magic's over. <laughs> Sometimes people even listen. It's amazing. <laughs> you, um, dude, dude, you're, you're like the dude right now. I'm so proud of you. You, you can't open up know. and see your your paper really did good. I'm proud. It's it did good work. People paid attention to it. I mean, as an academic, I'm used to uh, used to papers sitting on shelves and this and one being part of class. this one had had a life to it. Yeah, it, uh, it, I was talking about the still, definition. It still has a life in it. I mean, it's you still see it. It opened the door, I think, for a lot of new conversations about. You know, just it, and, and and a metric has to actually has to align with some philosophical definition of what safety is. Any metric does, right? Absolutely. So, so TRI aligns with the philosophy that safety is the absence of injuries, right? And that you're fa- it's a failure when you do have an injury. The the kind of the op- this this monitoring variable. See, I caught myself. I didn't nice, say nice. So the the ph- underlying philosophy of that is that you know it aligns with a lot of the human performance principles of safety is the presence of capacity. Now capacity can have a very broad definition and me being in the engineer world, I think of it as, you know, I think a lot about controls. Right. And so actually it's led to a new definition for me that I, I I like, I don't know if other people like it, but I think of it like this, you know, we think of hazards as energy, right? The energy sources and, and an energy source coming in contact with a human being causing harm medically, right? Our human bodies can only withstand so much. But if you go to a college physics textbook and you look at the definition of energy, energy is the capacity to do work. Right. right? So we have to move stuff and lift things and cut it and pour it. And some people work on energy. That's what their their business does. So we're not going to remove energy from the environment. So my kind of new thinking about, about safety is, in many respects, from a physics and medicine standpoint, it's our ability to harness energy to get work done without that energy coming in contact with the person. Right. To ensure it's done well, right? I mean, exactly. And what, what prevents somebody from contacting energy, a control, a barricade of some sort, that's kind of immune to human error, right? People can make mistakes and not die. So anyways, that's my kind of new soapbox I stand on is like (laughs) safety is the presence of, you know, our ability, it's our ability to harness work energy to get work done. But it strikes me that it's time to have that conversation, right? Because to me, The, the the metrics question, it's a little bit of a – so there are a lot of confounding variables, obviously, but to me it's a little bit of chicken and egg, right? And we really want the metrics to actually do the, the work of defining the problem and also measuring the problem. When in reality, what I'd suggest is, is one of the reasons the metrics are such a struggle for us is because the problem definition has changed dramatically. And the old way of measuring – well, you said it beautifully. We don't want it anymore. No, it's, it's, not hel- it's not helpful. I've never met anybody who does want it. 
besides a consultant who's built their career on it, <laughs> using it. Nobody really wants it. Yeah, you're right. and TRIR and some of these things, people hold on to them because they don't have something else, but then nobody really wants them. You but but I think the reason, the reason they hold on because they don't have something else is more about the definition they have of, of what resilience or reliability or safety or operational excellence or environmental, well, you know, pick, pick whatever your critical issue is. Yeah. And, and I think we can, we can learn dramatically from that, but I think our challenge has been, and you've helped a ton is that somebody had to go in and say, the emperor doesn't have any clothes on and everybody was saying it, but nobody collectively, I mean, clearly if nobody wants the metric, I mean, what the hell? What? Why do we still have the metric? It's not that powerful, and it's not effective. But it's really influential. <laughs> when people do use that number, they make big decisions with it. Well, they do. I mean, they make huge, I mean, life, life company-changing decisions. Big dollar, giant, you're, you're not going to get the contract decisions, or you are exactly. getting the contract decision. But, the, but that's only because... I mean, ultimately, they're, they're, they they want to predict the future. They they want the future to ha- to be controllable. I, I, the one thing you said that I, I really like is this idea of the chicken or the egg, right? We've had these metrics, I think, that people put together because they were, well, seemed logical and they were easy, yeah. right? Count over time. I mean, that's, we, that's how we measure a lot of things in our lives. But I think the, it's, it's, it's changing things around. If we have these kind of principles as, as safety, as capacity, and this, this idea that we want to focus more of our attention on serious injuries and fatalities and less on a two stitch cut to the finger, we have a lot of good principles. And I think, you know, the, the future is baking those principles into the metric, right? Really creating something new. Uh, and it's not easy, but I, I think that that would be, that'd be the future is, is instead of, creating the metric and then just using it, creating the metric purposefully to reflect our principles and philosophies and priorities and all of that and making sure that it's clear and it's simple and it's easy to use. Um, if we don't have those things, then that new metric we devise won't, or the monitoring variable won't have any life to it at all. One it will be difficult and people won't do it. Why don't you get on that? Get a grad student and do that. <laughs> that is exactly what I'm doing, actually, Todd. So my my PhD student Alif, she's you know looking to defend in in about May, and she's working on this exact thing. Tell so, her tell her to bring really good refreshments. That yeah, that's okay. the key. That's that's that, the way you pass your defense. Yes, not people have a mouthful of donut. <laughs> that's right. If they have a, an, and high dollar donut too, not your average donut, not your supermarket donut. No, you got to go to the, the local fancy place and the bacon. The bacon maple thing needs to needs to <laughs> fly over. Do Do you have hope? I mean, do you see? So I I have to tell you, I think one of the things your paper did, and and I knew this was coming. So I, in fact, I probably didn't do a good job in helping def, diffuse it, but it caught air. Right? It's given me hope. I mean, people are talking about this as if I mean this is a big deal. You you you've done it. You've cracked some code. I'm, well, I, I don't know I what the code is or how to crack it, but you've done it. I mean, it's it's really kind of you to say that. I, I think the the thing that the paper did that we didn't have before is everybody had an understanding, an idea that TRIR, for example, wasn't a great metric. 
But sometimes it takes that kind of like statistical proof, that hard evidence to walk in and say, you know, push something across the table and say, read this. It, it shows you how bad this metric is from a purely objective standpoint, because then you can then it also opens the door to have those philosophical discussions about, hey, look, look what you're measuring is is not a good definition of safety. You know, it's backward looking. It's not actionable. All of these other things that are also important, qualitative things. But I'll have to tell you, Todd, the thing that I, that I feel a sense of urgency at the moment, because right now the door is open. People say, and, and the most common conversation I have with leadership is, especially CEOs and board members, right. is they say, I, I go in and I, I sit across the table from them and I say, well, TRIR is not a great metric. Here are the reasons why, et cetera, et cetera. They hear me loud and clear. Many of these folks are accountants or whatever. So numbers make sense to them. And then the question comes, well, what am I going to measure? And so the door is open and I really want the second part of that answer of like, yes, there's the, you know, the door is open now and here is something to consider. And that's what we're working on, but it can't come soon enough for me because I hate having these, these half conversations where I'm like, here's a problem. Like, nobody wants to hear a problem. They want to hear a problem and a solution. Well, of course. And, <laughs> and then add to that, the fact that you're an engineer uh, by yeah. definition. And, and so you want there to be a, a solution to this. I mean, that's, that's how the world works for you. The great yeah. thing about it is, is that I think it's time that we open up and look at other disciplines and really ask some questions about how we do really some more qualitative understanding of how things happen. I don't want to get too deep into the academic. I mean, we can do this. We, in fact, we probably ought to do this. Um, um, but there seems to be there seems to be some ways to monitor that may not fit cleanly into the engineering world, but actually may fit nice in the sociological or anthropological or, 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 I mean, there there are places we can go where they have sort of discussed how we measure things like this. Yeah, I think you're, I think you're right, Todd. I mean, as an, as an engineer, that kind of the classic definition of an engineer is somebody who takes something complicated and simplifies it to the point that you can solve a problem, Right. But there's always something more complicated under the surface. I don't. I, I would be fascinated to learn more about how people more qualitatively assess things like you know things that are analogous to safety. Right. I mean, because you know, I, I I live in the world of control charts and you know boundaries and, and things like that, which I, I think we can draw upon a lot in safety. Still, you know, instead of safety being this input output system thinking of it as an element of project control but uh i think you're right there's a there's a complexity to it and and qualitative nature to it and there are people involved which are the most complicated things on earth. <laughs> that's such a good, that's such <laughs> and a, you can't just measure things that are simple right well, so and, let me ask you let me ask you this question when you were in grad school did you have to take like a qualitative research methods class um, did they I, have you know, my, my grad school experience, I did a minor in statistics. Right. And, and when at the PhD level for us, it wasn't just like take a course in statistics and you have a minor. It was, I think it was 15 credit hours or something fairly significant. So I was more, and I did some work in epidemiology. So I was more on the quantitative side of things. Right. But I learned a lot from my colleagues at the University of Colorado who do a lot of really strong qualitative research, really defendable qualitative research in, in areas like you know, disaster preparedness and disaster response, you right. know, outside of safety, outside of construction. 
So I learned a lot about those methods. And I recently, in our research alliance, we hired somebody who's really, really good at that. Her name's Fred Sherritt from the UK. She does social constructivism research, discourse analysis, and other things that I don't know much about. So I, I know enough to know how much I don't know. Oh, that's good. But I that's do know good. that it's important, right? So that's I'm looking forward to place. collaborating with those folks and mixing the methods, you know, the qualitative and the quantitative together. Show you both sides of the coin sometimes. Well, and, and, and I do think as the essence of sort of the word monitoring is it's measuring seems to be much more quantitative, whereas monita- monitoring seems to really provide at least an opportunity for some qualitative discussion there. Um, yeah. And, and I think that's... I think we're just, just between us chickens, I think we're desperately struggling with the language, which is a piece of data that tells us that we're still really struggling with sort of formulating the RQ in in a sense. When it comes time to, for for language and how we speak about things, I think that's what I end up thinking about the most. Well, sure. It's like, you know, even simple terms, like what's a near miss? What's not a near miss? We don't have a definition for that as a community we use the term a lot well it's like pornography you'll know it when you see it right it's that classic sort of sort of understanding of that but i mean and that that's of course that's the case because we're we're still trying to formulate really what the problem is to to an extent and we're we're better now than we've ever been before that's absolutely true todd i i agree with that completely i mean i i think of you know safety emerging as a as a truly scientific field we're kind of on the precipice of that and I think, you know, you look back at how scientific fields start, a lot of it is how we speak about the field. Like a, if you're talking about glaciology, you've got to come up with a definition of a glacier and a shared understanding of things, or else you're talking about different stuff, right? Right. Even like cell biology, well, they got a good definition of a cell and all of its constituent parts, and then they can have a conversation about it. And I think we're in that early stage of having those conversations and creating that shared collective understanding of even our vocabulary and that's um, exciting right very exciting i, I mean, mean I, uh, this is my fate like that's where I, what i'm so excited about every day when i do stuff <laughs> is that it's it's you know taking these baby steps in the in the new scientific field it's a great opportunity for so many people i think and and lots of people want to talk to you now because the papers really i mean you're you you're a hundred percent correct you were brave enough to say and support something that everybody thought, right? But in many ways, you're kind of sort of first to the table. And this is kind of the, I mean, there are other papers and you stand on the shoulders of giants. I don't mean anything um, offensive by what I'm saying, but this is the first one that really caught enough attention that people are, they're really genuinely interested in what you have to say. I, well, I think a part of it is it's also the right time. The timing was just right for it. And and that's, I think, I, I personally, I don't think I would have known what the timing was. I, that that came from the, you know, the collaborations with the industry members who were on that paper, right? So if you look at the author list, it's, it's not just me. It's, you know, some other academics who really know they have the statistical chops to and the resume to back it up. And then some some folks from industry who offered their perspectives and they were the ones they were the ones who commissioned that work right it wasn't i didn't come up with the idea they said we need to do this i need a resource so i think it was the kind of the combination of putting the right team together to do the analysis the right way and the timing being being right did it feel People risky for it. Did, did it feel risky did it feel does it feel politically risky cuz cuz i think that's a part of 
I think people are genuinely afraid, and this has a lot to do with the regulation and the, the governance requirements of these metrics, but I think they, they're genuinely afraid. That there's risk in saying this metric does not help. In fact, this metric kills more people than it saves. You know, I, the the risk, it's a really great question. Cause, so the, the risk for me personally, it's very, very low. Right. Because I'm a tenured full professor. I'm not going anywhere. Right? So, so unless I break the law or something, I got a job. So I can take risk. The other thing I realized with, with the research alliance that I, I run is that people feel more free to take risk in a, with a group. Sure than are individually. So it was really nice to kind of work together. I could lead the way and kind of be the voice of it without any negative repercussion. It's really going to affect me. And the group can point to, or the individual companies can point to the, themselves as a part of a collective group who are advancing something instead of trying to do it on their own. Because anytime you step out on your own, you're just opening yourself up to criticism, people throwing rocks. But you go together in a full group and you get a little bit more... Um, Cover. Strong. Yeah, you cover, exactly. Yeah. The rocks I mean, are still getting thrown. They're just not. Yeah, but you're not, less likely to get hit by each one of them. <laughs> they're not, yeah, they're not going right to your head. There are other people's heads that can get hit as well. Yeah, so. and it's funny. I mean, they're, they're, not everybody loves that piece of work. I mean, I've gotten, I've gotten some feedback from folks who don't like it. I mean, that's, I don't know that they're arguing against the math so much as trying to preserve their the way of being and well, and not that's, wanting. that's that sunk cost piece. I mean, that's that sunk cost piece that, that defines every consultant who made their living with these numbers yeah. and every company that made its living counting these numbers, but also it defines every country, company and every government regulator. There's a lot of sunk costs and it's because they so, so vividly believe these were helpful. Yeah. And the, you know, you're right. And the people who, who, they dislike it the most or they hate they hate that they like it are the ones who are in the top 10% TRIR, right? So when you have a community or an institute or whatever that collects and benchmarks these data and you're in the top 10%, well, you love being there. Yeah. So the last thing you want to see is a new metric where you might not be in the top anymore. Um, and so I see some uncomfortable conversations where people are like, oh, yeah, it makes sense, but I don't want to have to do that. <laughs> I told you, wasn't that a fun little conversation? We'll do that more often, I think. That, that's always worth our time. Thanks for listening. Thanks for being a part of the pod. We're just plugging along. That's what we do. Right? That's that's what happens. Learn something new every single day. Have as much fun as you possibly can. Be kind to each other. And for goodness sakes, you guys, be safe. Be safe.